0: Boat Trader is America's largest boating marketplace with over 100,000 boats to choose from.
1: We offer simple, comprehensive solutions for those looking to sell, find, and finance new or used boats. Visit BoatTrader.com to get started. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. From the nation's capital, this is the Fly Fishing Consultant Podcast with your host, Rob Snowett.
2: Thank you for downloading the Fly Fishing Consultant Podcast. This is Series 1, Episode 98, a culinary tour of Montreal for Spring Break 2017. Last year, we went to Asheville, North Carolina. It was kind of a bust. Our kid was sick. We came home early, didn't get to do the things we wanted. This year, we decided to go to Montreal. It's like going to Europe without having to fly there. We packed up the car on Friday before... Good Friday... And we drove on up to Wilkesbury, and that's where I will start you in the next segment. This is not really a fishing podcast. There are some adult subjects, so kids, you may want to turn down the radio for some of these. The food was amazing. Could not have been a better vacation. Take a listen. Enjoy. And you're going to hear some random recordings from what the restaurants sounded like on the inside. These were what I imagine my AP art history teacher explaining. I'm going to look up the painting. Uh, There's a Renoir painting of people on a boat. Luncheon of the Boating Party, the Phillips Collection. So she would describe what this painting sounded like. And I think that when you hear our French bistro lunch, you're going to know exactly what I think Mrs. Monroe meant when she said, The Luncheon of Boating Party, 1880-1881 by Renoir. So that's it. I just wish we had better bread in America. Really do. Bonsoir. Greetings from Montreal. I had not planned on doing a podcast while I was up here, but I had one of those meals today, and I got to share. So this this is a gustatory travel of Montreal. And... The kid's taking a bath upstairs, so hopefully you don't hear that noise that just kicked on. It's, uh, it's April 9th, and we are at an Airbnb in Montreal in the Burgundy neighborhood. So we came up here on Friday, and it was uh, it was a rough day. Art and I stayed up a little too late on Thursday. Having some scotch and just talking, telling stories after TPFR board meeting. A lot of cool stuff coming up with TPFR. We got some great new hats, we got stickers, and some other stuff I can divulge down the road. But needless to say, I woke up with what I'm calling my last hangover ever. Uh, you know, I'm 40 now, and it's time to, to change some things. A couple hours before we got in the car to drive up here, I got an email for a shad order, uh, and the, the client, the customer, didn't exactly specify which shad flies. So I tied up what I could, called him, left the voicemail, tried to get him to contact me back before. What? Oh. My goodness, seriously, I just had to go upstairs to show the ladies how to use a bathtub plug. All right, so I've got a client, and he's got uh, about two to three dozen flies, and I tie up a bunch of one-inch clousers, a couple of shad puffs. Everything else is ready to go. I don't hear from him. So I grab a box of flies, get the car packed, get the kid from school, and we hit... The road at about 1 30 on friday we're going to drive up to wilkesbury have dinner at smoky bones and the plan was if i could get his information to him that night or in the morning i could send the flies before we cross the border we get up to smoky bones and we have these like dry rub smoked wings in blue cheese dipping sauce And on the table around us, it's like a lazy Susan that doesn't spin. It's got uh, some kind of really cool mustard. It's got Kansas City-style barbecue sauce, Chipotle barbecue sauce, and Carolina-style barbecue sauce. We order. And, of course, our kid doesn't eat, so we don't order for her. She can pick off of what we have. I get this huge burger. And the wife gets some kind of loaded baked potato thing. It all looks pretty good from my end. I didn't want a baked potato with all sorts of chazarai on it. I wanted a burger. This burger, was it was big. Now, the problem with a big burger is you can't fit it in your mouth, and in order to try, you have to squeeze it. So the bread basically fell apart. It didn't hold up to the size of the burger. It was good, but I'd rather have a smaller burger that held up. And then I had a side of macaroni and cheese, which was pretty legit. I'm definitely... Gonna have to work on my mac and cheese game. From there, we drove about 40 minutes north, maybe to Hilltop, I think, and stayed at a fairly nice hotel. As we got there, I was tired, I was full, my joints hurt from driving, standing, sitting in the car all day, driving in traffic. So I took a a jacuzzi. They had a massive tub, and I filled that thing up with boiling water and jumped in and soaked my knees. And I felt good, got into bed at like 7.45 or 8 o'clock. We got up in the morning, had an okay breakfast. The wife was pretty happy. They had chobani and granola and little pastries and stuff. I basically just drank a whole bunch of juice, got in the car, opened a Coke, and we headed north. The drive north was pretty cool. We pulled off at Wilkesbury. And the entire Susquehanna River system was blown out. So the river was brown and high. And you could see how all the fields and woods along were just completely inundated. And there's still snow on the ground. And as we started going more north, the trees started turning more to birch and more to pine. And we're on back roads. And then we decide we're going to maybe stop at Lake George. That's where my dad spent his summers as a kid, growing up in the Bronx. They would get out there to have a little bit of nature, which is where I think I get some of my outdoorsiness from. Not, my mom grew up in uh, the same town as Richard from the last podcast on the beach and ocean, but she didn't really tell me about how she grew up on the ocean at all until she took us up there in college. So anyway, we decide not to stop at Lake George. Most of the places were closed, and we just pull over at Taco Bell and get a quick meal, and head up north. I never knew the Adirondacks were so big. They were completely covered in snow. And I thought it was pretty cool to see them. Past the Saranac River makes me want to drink some mountain berry ale. And then we finally make it up to the border. It was about a 45-minute wait to get in. It was weird when they asked you to know, what my wife does. And she's like, oh, I'm a DOD employee. And the guy's like, what do you do? And I'm like, uh, I teach people to catch fish that they... Th- throw back in the river and he's like okay have a good day and we made it through to the border and i forgot to mention that i shipped out the flies i had before we got on the road so hotel breakfast post office shipped out and then i included some extra damsels for the guy because just needed to hold off until i could get home and send him the rest Not that we're going to fish this week anyway. The Potomac's completely blown out. So, we finally get into Canada. I'm tired. I fall asleep. The wife wakes me up when we get to Montreal, and I've got to adjust the settings on my phone so Google Maps will work. We finally get to our Airbnb. It's pretty awesome. It's hardwood floors, leather sofas, a really nice HD TV by Sharp on the wall, a fantastic kitchen. We settle in unpack into the bedrooms, we put our groceries that we brought with us into the fridge and the pantries, and then we head over to the market. And the market was closed. Let me find out the name of it. I'm going to pull up my Google here. The market is... What is the name of that market? Uh, where am I? I'm to bear with me here. All right, so we're on Rue Saint-Jacques. Go up here at Avenue Atwater. So was the Atwater Market. So they closed, and we went over to the grocery store, which is one of the first things I'm going to do when I go to a foreign, not just foreign, another state, anywhere. I want to go to the grocery stores. I want to look at the produce, see what's different. First thing I notice is they've got a massive open refrigerator of cheeses. Now, I wish I was a camembert guy because these are unpasteurized French camemberts. I'm just not a camembert guy. So we end up getting some... I'm going to go into the kitchen now. We end up getting some washed rind cheeses, which are kind of my favorite. Uh, One is out of the box now. The other one is Rich de Savour. It's a washed rind. It basically smells like, I mean, it smells horrendous if you didn't know it was a delicious cheese. We get a cheap baguette and some pate, some saucisson. And come back here, we make a pizza for the pixie. We get this awesome, you know, I'm not a bottled water guy, but this is sparkling water, it's a little different. This is Eska carbonated spring water, and I wouldn't say it's bubbly, it's fizzy. So you've got more bubbles of smaller size, and that occupies kind of a more uh, fizziness on your tongue than having like Perrier, which are fewer bubbles of larger size. If you kind of understand what i'm saying so it's fizzy itty bitty bubbles and it's awesome so we set up our dinner we open up a pinot noir that uh, a friend of ours picked up the sister wife it's coelho winery willamette valley oregon we have a nice just charcuterie plate and have a little bit of the pepperoni pizza and then we put the kid down to bed last night and we watched the Chappelle show not Chappelle show but We watched the Chappelle special on Netflix. And if you haven't seen it yet, it's going to distract you in how during the jokes, the audience members changed. They obviously did about five takes per joke and then put it together. However, the same joke has people switching seats. So there's a rather um, robust gentleman in the front right. And then it goes to a woman. And then it's like this skinny dude. And then like an old guy. And you'll notice there's like a woman chewing gum with her mouth open. And then the next joke, there's a dude in a Yankees hat in the same seat. So that was distracting. Funny show. And we turn in fairly early. Now, the problem is right here on Jacques, it's a main thoroughfare. So there are motorcycles and trucks going through all night. It's loud. But that's what earplugs are for. So we get up today on Sunday, and we walk to the market. And at Water Market is awesome. Why we can't have things like that back home, I don't know. So the market is basically, uh, I first stopped at All the Cheese to look at those. I'm going to have to go back and explore because there's a bigger variety than the Seamart grocery store. Uh, I mean, just the varieties of stuff was insane. And um, they also have all sorts of baguettes and breads and pastries. So we end up getting a baguette for tonight. My wife got a olive focaccia and then there's sauce. I took this picture. I'm looking at my pictures from this morning. It's been such a long day. Canard and herbs de Provence. That's the one I want to get. Uh, Lucien, port canard and Estragon truffles and port. Um, just I mean, insane amount of variety and types of foods. Epinard, uh, Capri, Sinkpoiv, Tomat, Polonaise, Chorizo, Sanglier, Agna, oh something. I can't tell. They're awesome. And then you walk in the other hallway, the non-cheese and meat one, there's also a pasta person, There is just flowers, and if there's two smells I really love, uh, walking into like a coffee store that grinds coffee and roasts it, and a florist shop. Those two smells are incredible to me. So we get our breakfast, we come back here, and we lay everything out. I open up my—now you're going to laugh at me—I found— Philadelphia cream cheese, garlic and herb cream cheese up here. I haven't seen that since about 2001. It basically is like Borsan, but at half the price. It's a little more dense. So I had some of that on focaccia and baguette. And I had an ice cold Coke because I didn't have coffee. And we just meal. The the kid eats some pepperoni pizza and orange juice. And then we head off to the Botanic Garden for the Butterfly Exhibit. Uh, The Botanical Garden was maybe seven miles away. And... I probably took 200 pictures on my iPhone and I don't know how many on my DSLR. You basically walk through different uh, ecosystems from like tropical rainforest. There's one room that's succulents. There's one room that's all sorts of food. They have like jackfruit and vanilla and um, star anise and all spice. All sorts of tropical things that we eat but don't know where they come from. So you can see there. Then we get to the open butterfly room and... There are hundreds, if not thousands, of butterflies just freely flying, drinking nectar from orchids and lantana and all sorts of flowers. Um, The ones I notice most are like the blue morphos, the atlas moth. And if you sit still, these things will just land on you. So there's all sorts of pictures of us with butterflies landing on us, the people next to us. You could take selfies with these things. They're just chilling. And these atlas moths are the size of a Frisbee. It was absolutely incredible. It was very hot in there and we're dressed for the cold. So you had to take layers off. The people watching was amazing. There was definitely one kid on the upper level who had um, lipidopterophobia, which is something that Nicole Kidman has. And uh, I have a client from years ago, James, his wife freaked out when a butterfly flew into the drift boat. So there's a kid up there that just lost his S, but we spent hours in this one room just hanging out and... I was taking um, all sorts of close-ups of the scales and the flowers and their proboscis. Uh, it was amazing how these fly- these butterflies would close their wings. And the, the undersides, the ventral part, was just dull. But the blue morpho other side was just brilliantly blue. And I actually chased a blue morpho in the Amazon when I was in high school. And I couldn't catch it with my net. So I could technically have had one in my Bug collection but I was just not fast enough caught a lot of bugs on that trip I just couldn't get the blue morpho these butterflies also naturally reproduce so if you look under a lot of the leaves there'll be eggs and one cool thing about the heliconia that grew in there and the passion flu, uh, flowers they butterflies won't lay eggs on a leaf that's already got eggs it's gonna basically make competition for the larvae with another larvae. So these plants have evolved to have little globules on their leaves, which look like butterfly eggs. So a female butterfly will go to another leaf and lay eggs on it, which will then get eaten, thus preventing that plant from getting eaten itself. It's pretty cool evolution. And then they have chunks of fruit out. So these butterflies will sit and just sip off grapefruit and oranges and bananas. And you can just sit and watch them. You can get so up close. They have no fear of people. And there are definitely people trying to pick them up and grab them. Um, I don't know if they have to go through after hours and pick up all the dead ones that people killed. But, I mean, just hours and hours of watching these. Now I'm going to have to pause now. It looks like our landlord is here. Oh, my goodness. How many times am I going to be interrupted? At least the dude's got, like, 50 pack of batteries in here. You're going to hear one fall off the table, right? Now, all right, so that's in case I run out of battery. So, we left the butterfly exhibit and went over to the Insectarium after, like I said, two hours in there. And I'm pretty pleased with a lot of the pictures I took of the butterflies. We walked through the Botanic Gardens, being that it's basically still winter up here. With snow on the ground, there's not much to see. But the Insectarium was not the most interesting place for Kiersey, I thought it was cool. The wife thought it was cool. However, when the kid freaks out that she wants to go, you got to go. So I took some pictures of the beetle collections in there. They had some damselflies whose bodies were about the length of a stirring straw. For coffee, you'd find at 7-Eleven. Justifies the length in my Snow White Dragonfly. I also saw some giant dragonflies in there. Got to hang out with the leafcutter ants. Haven't spent that much time With leaf-cutter ants, since I volunteered at the Insect Museum at the Smithsonian in college, got to see giant water bugs, but mostly it was a beetle exhibit. Now granted, if you've listened to this podcast for the last seven or eight years, you remember that God had an inordinate fondness for beetles. So there's more beetles than any other type of insect out there. The plan then was to go to Mapul Mouye. It's a poutine joint. And I thought, alright, I've known about poutine for years. How good could this place be? I first really learned about poutine from a TV show way back in the day called The Tourist. It was a guy that would just fly around the world dressed like a tourist. He had his shorts all the way up to his armpits and like a Aloha shirt. He'd wear zinc on his nose. Flip-flops or sandals with socks in them. And he would rate things. So if it was um, a breakfast, he'd be like it got four omelets out of five. And his Poutine jokes were that you could use poutine in Montreal to fill potholes, and this wasn't the place. So we get there, and a block away you could smell it. There was a joint on the other side of the street called uh, Le Banquise. My French is horrible, or Bar Le case I can't tell. Took screenshots of the place. So we get to this place, and the line is out the door. The other place had a line around the block. This place just had a line out the door. So we get in. It's about a 15-minute wait. I order the, and it's a Portuguese poutine joint. Uh, what did I get? I get the petite poutine, which consisted of poutine with cheese, squeaky cheese, or um, cheese curds chicken and chorizo that's been grilled. This basically was a dinner plate covered in seasoned fries, a little too salty, and then chopped up chicken legs and thighs with chopped up grilled chorizo and then covered in squeaky cheese and then doused in gravy and hot sauce. This might be, you know, I've got my sandwich list. This place was beyond what you think good food is. And I know this is like drunk, soak up your greasy gut food, but for an afternoon lunch, like this place was unbelievable. One of the top ten things I've ever eaten in my life. I definitely want to go back there. The wife got like a salad with the chicken and fries. No, nah, man, this this was legit. And I got the small, and I couldn't finish it. And while we ate, the line was still out the door. The grilled chicken, they had charcoal, so like chicken a la brasa back home, and they would just rotate out and rotate these chicken and chorizos in these racks. And then they had, I'm assuming, fresh-cut fries because it took two people to bring these storage tubs out. And I'm assuming they soaked them in water to get some of the starch out first, traditional uh, frite style. And then just simmering pots of gravy. Now, the simmering pots of gravy, again, it's going to reduce... And you're gonna get more salt in them. So I've been pounding water all afternoon. Now, also last night I bought. We were at the grocery store, so not only did I get the cream cheese, I finally found Molson Export. Was super excited. Come back, open a bottle. Thing is disgusting. So all afternoon I've been chugging water. I actually got a pitcher of water at the restaurant, and I finished it. I could put some water away, and then. After all said and done, we leave this lunch, and I'm going to have pictures on the blog and the menu, and oh my gosh, this place. I'm going to look at a little dusting of parsley, but the rotisserie chicken was off the hook. So we go from there back to Seamart, and I'm going to redo my beer options, so I decide to get Molson. Now I'm just having trouble with the beer up here. I ended up getting Molson Light Near Beer. I don't know what's going I just wanted a cold lager to come back and quench my thirst. Instead, I drank a huge bottle of the sparkling water. So we're in the grocery store. I'm trying to find an exotic blue cheese for tonight. Didn't find it. Get some Smarties. Not the hard candy that tastes like dry toothpaste. Talking British Smarties that make M&M's taste like poop. I mean, M&M's are pretty nasty anyway. Mars is just dirt cheap chocolate. But this stuff... Is amazing. And of course, the Pixie's obsession up here, her whole vacation is about kinder eggs. Because of course, kinder eggs are illegal in America. I had a German client once laugh to me that there's a sign in Germany that says, legal in America, and it's a picture of like all these crazy guns. And then underneath it, a kinder egg. Now, if you don't know what a kinder egg is, it's basically like a hollowed out chocolate egg and on the inside. Some kind of cheap toy. But apparently kids can choke on them. And that apparently is more dangerous in America than guns. So the German guy thought that was funny. So Kiersey's never seen them. She's only seen them on YouTube videos where people will just spend two hours opening up Kinder Eggs. So she's been obsessed with these. So we got those at the market. Got my beer. Went to get Cornichon. Didn't have any Cornichon. So our cheese plate dinner is going to be a little off balance tonight. And then we went to the liquor store. Next door to get some wine, and of course, I picked up some Havana Club to bring back for the summer. I got a bottle for my dad, a bottle for my neighbor, bottle for myself, Añejo Havana Club. Mm. And we came back here, we watched the movie. Uh, My knees and ankles hurt from walking all day, so I took a hot tub, and don't tell the wife, but I shaved using her Venus Leg Razor. It was in the tub, I didn't have to get out to get my razor. Uh, if you remember James Bond, Dr. No, he shaves in the tub. It's all good. So I did it and put it back. And frankly, guys, it's a pretty good razor for your face and neck. I'm not lying. That jam is is, is nice. It's better than my mock, like 16.5 or how many blades I got in it now. So my plan for the rest of the week, we came back here, is I want steak frites with a glass of Bordeaux. I want to find a French bistro for lunch, similar to Bouvette in Manhattan. And then I need a really good breakfast while I'm here. We've got all sorts of stuff planned for the kid. We already took her to a mall that had a petting zoo of Easter animals inside. Llamas, goats, pigs, chickens, ducks, pheasants. They're coming downstairs. I'm going to cut off now, drink more water. Talk to you later. Let's get y'all caught up on today's events. So today, well, it's... Wow, it's uh, 10-11 right now. It's been a long day. Let's get you caught up. So we went to Old Town today. And our goal was to walk around and basically just see what Old Town Montreal looks like. And we started off with an Uber. And that dropped us off at the cathedral. And we walked downhill or towards the... St. Lawrence River, and we were just walking around, checking out all the sites, and it was, uh, we had the whole place to ourselves, and I decided, I'm going to look up where Garmanger is, and I plan on going there tomorrow for dinner, as it was closed today, that is from the TV show Chuck's Day Off, from the food, or the cooking channel, not the Food Network. And I'm looking through the windows and all of a sudden a guy pops up and he disappears. I'm like, all right, what happened? So then I go back to the window and look in and the guy opens the window and he's got on this like civil war hat with shoulder length, gray hair and a beard and one bottom tooth just sticking up. Like it's a corn kernel just, you know, behind his lip and we start talking and he tells us it's closed. We got to come back at six. Definitely got to get a reservations, but it's closed today, being that it's Monday. Gives me the card for Garmanger and the other restaurant. And then he closes up the window and disappears. I'm like, all right. And then we start walking down the street, and all of a sudden, he's behind us. And we start talking. Now, his English is kind of broken, and my wife can't understand his French Canadian accent. She speaks french from the country france uh not french canadian so we start talking and he explains that he works for chuck that chuck saved his life and he was on a tv show episode and i said don la rue and he's didn't know what i was saying i said that's that was from the in the streets episode and you can actually go to youtube i don't think it's on youtube it's on uh if you just google don la rue chuck's day off you'll find the episode Apparently Chuck uh, took this guy off the streets, and he works for him. And he was telling us about the restaurant and just giving us a tour. We didn't ask for a tour. We get this awesome little tour of the old city. And he says, I, you know, i am taking you to the oldest section. And in most places, you'd be a little sketched out when a guy you don't know smoking a cigarette, hanging out of his gap tooth mouth says he's going to take you up this alleyway and I'm like you know what like I said before I, uh, I've been bit by a lion uh, you know, I almost died in Colorado if you remember that podcast from a couple years ago when my guts got twisted um, some other ones I forgot to mention crazy stuff but anyway I'm like what's the worst that can happen it's the morning, it's daylight there are a couple people out let's see where this goes so I'm walking with him while the wife and the pixie are in the back and pixie's like, I'm scared. And I'm like, just chill out kid. Let's see where this goes. He takes us, um, we're just walking down this narrow street, maybe 15, 20 feet wide. And there's, uh, um, a, like a, a fence, like a long fence gate. And he opens it and I walk in and he says, this is from 1640. And he's showing me these old city walls That are from 1640. So I'm in this. It's surrounded on four sides. Except for this little doorway cut out of a rock wall. And I'm thinking. I haven't seen something this old since when I was in Barcelona. There's some pretty old stuff. I see some old stuff in Manhattan when I go up there. But this was pretty cool. So I got the DSLR out. I'm taking pictures with that. Take some pictures with the iPhone. Because iPhone always comes out. I still don't know how to use a DSLR. Give me. My old Nikon and some old film and I can do a little bit better. But uh yeah, I'm not too good where
0: Knives, machetes, saws, and shears, multi-tools, shovels, swords, axes, spears, hatchets, and tomahawks. If it cuts, snips, slices or chops, Midway USA has it. Find great gift ideas in our huge selection of pocket knives and other everyday carry folding knives. Make a statement or create a family legacy. With one of our top-of-the-line hunting knives, we've got a great selection of manual and electric sharpeners, too. For just about everything for the outdoors, check out MidwayUSA.com.
2: You know, trying to get the light meters and all that. So we start talking, and we leave the alleyway, he goes off. We don't see him again. I wanted to get him on the podcast, but again, his English was pretty dodgy, and his French-Canadian was pretty hard to understand. It would have been interesting, but it wouldn't have made, per se, good radio. So we start walking around and around. We go down to the water. We're looking around. We go back uptown. And eventually we find our way into um, an Inuit art museum. And if you didn't know, by my belt buckle, I'm, I'm pretty interested in Inuit art. I don't know if it's from my parents visiting Alaska when I was a kid and bringing stuff back. We have a totem pole at my parents' house from a potlatch that my dad went to when he was for the EPA in the early 70s. There's pictures of him with a full-on mustache and Jufro catching salmon uh, cohos somewhere, I think in Alaska at the time. So we go in there, and they've got stuffed polar bears standing up. So I've got pictures of what the hair looks like. You know, polar bear hair is technically clear. It's not white. They've got minks and fox and otter, fur, and just pelts of everything and carved soapstone. And they've got stuffed wolves and stuffed caribou and wood carvings and clay and jewelry. They have uh, narwhal, um, whatever you th- call the thing sticking out of a narwhal. And uh, we got some crazy pictures of Kiersey in front of the polar bear. I mean, she's basically up to its knee. She's still pretty tiny. I took a selfie with the polar bear also. And... I ended up buying two prints, one of loons looking at a full moon and then one of a leaping salmon. And one of those is going to go up in the newly painted bedroom. I think the other is going to go in our, what we call the parlor room. So from there we decide we're going to go meet Andrew Murphy. You remember him from, is it the Mackenzie Lodge? From the uh, Somerset fly fishing show. He just happened to be in town. So he says, we're going to meet this pizza restaurant at noon. And I'm like, fantastic. So let's walk around until then. And we keep walking down um, just this old city street. We meet some horses. Got to feed one. Uh, one horse's name was Barney Rumble. And there was a dog named Sushi that was on the uh, cart with him. And then we got to feed a another horse a carrot which is pretty cool didn't take the horse ride we just convinced Kiersey you have to be a certain height to ride him stopped in a little sweet shop that had coffee and pastries and beer and candies and jams and jellies I would have bought one of their pastries but we're headed to lunch so we keep walking down and it's it's like 77 degrees I did not dress for this I've got a long sleeve black work shirt on my Ohio State Go Buckeyes shirt underneath, work pants, and I've got my new socks from Badger Creek Outfitters all the way pulled up. It's pretty hot out there. And try to walk in the shade, and we eventually get down to, um, oh, what is it called, Rue McGill. And shh, I know there's an Orvis store down there. And you know who works in that Orvis store? is a Remy. So I tell my wife, I say, "Indulge me." Hold on, I'm gonna have a sip. So we go up into that store, and it's beautiful. There's Chamo boots and check print shirts and clothes. You got your Sims, you got your Patagonia, your Rio, your Orvis—just awesome. And as I walk in, this guy walks up to me. Behold, it's Andrew. And uh, of course, I didn't recognize him. I haven't seen him in a couple of months. I've only partied with him. You know, for 20 hours up in Somerset. And I said, Hey, is Remy working? And he goes, Hey, that's Remy right there. And I was like, Remy. And he looks up from the register and I'm like, Hey, man, I fished with you on the Salmon River a couple years ago. You guys were making the, uh, you know, Nutella sandwiches and the grilled cheese. And he's like, Oh, I remember. Were you the one with the H2 rod and the Clearwater reel? I said, no, man, that was Thomas Perkins. He's like, that was funny, man. So we had a good laugh about that. And then Andrew's like, you got to check out the fly tie department. So as I walk across the store, I noticed their fly department. I can't tell you how many varieties of colors and sizes of bombers they had. I took one. So each picture I have is one, two, three, four, four by four. So 16 bins that are about the size of a dollar bill one two three four pictures of just bombers so that's 16 times four add another like three or four of those minimal salt water minimal bass uh, andrew said it's basically just salmon fishing is what they do up here so i head down to the basement and it's fly tying galore i'm like a pig in ass but most of the stuff I can get back home or through one of the companies I work with being a guide and a professional tire. So I go through and I pick out a couple of things. I find some cool rubber legs I'm going to use in Fire Tiger, uh, Circus Peanuts I'll be tying up, some cool flash material. And then some just really crazy bright chartreuse yarn I'm going to use in uh, Shadflies coming up this spring. And then I see that they've got MFC Crelex. And I was like, wow, that's crazy. You guys have Cre- Crelex material up here. You sell Krennic. And the guy, the shop owner now was talking with me. He was walking around. I gave him a TPFR sticker. We're going over the time material, just chatting about DC fishing and snakeheads and shad. I said, you ever fish the Crelex up here? And the guy looked at me like I said, uh, when was the last time you had a sandwich on the moon? So I explain him what the Crelex is, and I show him a picture, and he's got the material but doesn't know the fly that's behind it. So I tell him about it, and he takes out some paper and writes down, and I see there's tutorials on here, maybe the fish up here. Atlantic salmon have never seen it. You might be onto something. So I eventually buy some material. Uh, there's a Winslow Homer. It was the art and artist of Winslow Homer. Now, if you want to go over, if you ever want to talk about... Um, pre-impressionistic to post-pop modern art, I can hold down a conversation. But I'm going to say my favorite artist of all time is Winslow Homer. And with our new room in our house, I'm trying to get a Winslow Homer hardback book about his work. And this was a softback, and it also wasn't for sale. But they had more like old-school hardback books. I told you about... The book with the guys on horseback fishing for golden trout in California. They had that book. They had Harrison Steve's terrestrials. They had Ed Koch uh, books. I mean, uh, Ed Koch? Was that the mayor or the fly tire? I can't remember. But they have a crazy variety. This is the place that Union wants to go and look. Like salmon books, steelhead books, galore. Old school, like yellow pages. Like yellow like the fingers of my lawyer in college when I got arrested for having a party at my house. Uh, That dude smoked way too much. And then some really cool shirts. Um, Harkila maybe is the brand. I took a picture. I got to look them up. Uh, But then we decided to get meet with Andrew and head over to uh, the pizza place for lunch, which is called Nolana and it's brick oven pizza. Kiersey got the regular um, margarita pizza with pepperoni. I don't know what Andrew got, but it had like warm cracked egg yolk all over it. I had the like five meat, like different salumis, salamis, charcuteries, sausage had a glass of house white the wife had like a negroni with grapefruit soda and then she got this arugula and sweet fennel salad so now i've got to add fennel to my garden now by the way that's one thing i'm missing while i'm up here is my garden i'm obsessed with being a homeowner and a gardener my background is botany entomology so right now other than the front of the house i'm gonna go on a tangent the front of my house is a pollinator's garden we can do a whole talk, but the backyard is uh, only things that produce fruit or food. So I've gotten rid of every plant other than uh, moonflowers that will produce food. So right now I've got everything from shallots, kohlrabi, kale, spinach, peas, pumpkin squash, gourds, goji berries, blueberries, potatoes. Um, oh my God! I've got rosemary, thyme, oregano sage uh, flat leaf parsley garlic chives arugula uh, radishes I mean you name it we've got a massive garden in the backyard so that's another subject so the pizza was freaking awesome I've got a case of the vapors from it still this late at night But it was awesome, and I was told Andrew and I could not speak fishing, so we sort of learned about his background, where he lives. He just got back from the Virginia Fly Fishing and Wine Festival, where his booth never showed up, so he didn't really have much to do. He would have just looked like a random dude standing in a blank spot. He flew back this morning and was headed up to Quebec City, so it was just kind of serendipitous that we got to meet up in a fly shop and then have lunch. And I asked him when the ladies were in the bathroom where could I go and get some Cuban cigars. Now I only smoke cigars one month out of one day out of the year, and that is the Project Healing Waters Two Fly Tournament. So I wanted some Cuban cigarillos, which are long and thin, almost like a cigarette shape, and I would have those during the tournament, and that's it. So he suggested I go to um, basically this Cuban place. And then he also suggested, if we're going up to Mountain Royal Park, which was on our list, uh, watch out for the raccoons. He said there are massively obese raccoons up on the mountain overlooking the city. So before I go to the Cuban place, we drive up there, and the view is spectacular. The thing is, that's where everybody goes to drink and smoke weed. So there was basically like a green cloud over it as if, like, the first time I ever smelled that stuff, I was at a Harry Connick Jr. concert with my parents at Wolf Trap. And I kept saying, what is that smell of people burning leaves? And there was, like, a green cloud, and there was still snow on the ground up there, and it was totally winter, even though it was 70 down here in the city. Now, the problem is, so people feed the raccoons, but over the railing, were thousands of cigarette butts and just bottles of wine and beer cans and chips wrappers. Um, so you have this beautiful view but you look down and it's completely tarnished. But you just look everywhere was just people are just smoking weed and drinking and apparently that's like the lookout spot, I guess. I don't know. But we did stay too long. I, w- I wanted to see the raccoons. There's a, a funny sign I have. Uh, Neme, touche pas, Neme... Nouriez pas, je suis portier de Maladier. My French is horrendous. I haven't spoken French since I was four. So, But I have a funny picture. And we're trying to name the dads in my neighborhood, the raccoons or the trash pandas. Because the moms are the foxes. So I might use this angry raccoon picture from the sign as our logo. So we come down, take Kiersey to a park. And I'm playing with her there while the wife goes back to Atwater Market. She's buying those fresh dried cranberries that, of course, you've never seen anywhere. And she buys a bunch of, like, potted pates and local uh, cornichon. And the cornichon turned out to be sweet cornichon. I'm convinced those are my new ones. Uh, the ones we get from Trader Joe's I think are the best. And they're a little anisey. These were sweet and mmm. So I go to the market and I'm looking at all the cheeses I want to get on another day. And then the ladies decide they're going to walk back here and I'm going to drive over to La Casa del Albano. It's a Cuban uh, whiskey, rum, and cigar shop. So my first time driving in another country ever. And I immediately realized that our Google Maps one-way streets up here are not listed as one way. So as I'm adjusting the mirrors and I had to put in the AC and now is 85 degrees. I realized I'm driving down a wrong way on an alley. And this woman, um, I remember she had a white car and a pinky job on, and she looks at me with these bright eyes. Like what the F are you doing? And I just kind of shrugged and like kind of point to my license plate. And she just shook her head. Like moron and I just turned a right down another alley and eventually made my way up there Um, but I'm realizing I don't like driving in cities there's too many things you got to pay attention to the lights the pedestrians the amount of potholes here is horrendous Uh, just I'm assuming the weather they have so driving around is crazy it's like so I finally find this place I park I can't make out what the parking signs say. So I park, I run in, and I just tell the guy I'm here for a little box of cumin Um He takes me into the, there's like three walk-in humidors, and he needs a key to get in each one. And we go through the mall, and I decide on, I don't know what it is. I probably, I'm not even going to talk about it because don't want to promote cigar smoking, even though I talk about uh, tobacology. You know, if you're going to do it, do it in moderation. Everything in moderation like this. It's good for you a little bit, but not too much. So I get the box. I pay a little more than I wanted to, but I figure you only live once. And I want to know, I used to smoke only JR cigars. I want to know if the whole Cuban thing is really that much better. And I drive back here, and the Adams Morgan-looking neighborhood I passed through was amazing. I see all these bars and outdoor cafes and there are so many motorcycles and bicyclists and bike-only lanes up here, and there's just a lot of really good-looking people up here. Um, the dudes in their suits are just put together, well-groomed. The women um, are all dressed to the nines. I don't know if they're going out for drinks or from work, but people don't aren't wearing the athleisure up here like they do back home, and. I get back here, and we watched uh, Big Hero 6 on... I brought the um, Fire Stick with us, which I think is much better than having an Apple TV. So we have our Netflix on there. So we watched Big Hero 6, which is an awesome movie. And then uh, put the kid to bed, and we finished her pizza. The crust on this pizza, it's... I'm even more realizing how lousy my crust is at home. And then we finish off the cheese and pate and baguette from yesterday with, uh, we opened a bottle of wine, watch a couple Westworlds and it's now time to go to bed in the morning. Uh, we're going to get some pastries and some nice coffee and then we're going to go to the science museum and the rest of the day, I'm not sure. And then I'm going to shower, shave and put on some nice clothes and I'm going to get dropped off at Garde Langer for dinner. Um, you can hear in the background right now some Bedouin Soundclash. Alright, so when I was flipping through TV one day, that's how I found Chuck's day off was he was playing Bedouin Soundclash in the background. I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa! That's Bedouin Soundclash. It's one of like my favorite bands, and they are gonna to be touring this year. I missed the last one. I had sinus surgery. And the next night they played at the rock and roll hotel in DC. So, uh, Pat, I'm going to see you guys when you come around next time. If not, I'll drive a couple hours. So we started watching the show and DVRing it. And it's, it's absolutely brilliant. Um, the recipes we have made from there, including simple things like taking alphabet pasta and making risotto with it. So definitely check out the Don LaRue episode. Um, And the last thing I want to talk about was, I don't think I went into why that poutine was so good yesterday. It's the combination of crispy, seasoned, salted fries with the warm, silky gravy and that buttery, soft chicken and the spiciness and fat in the chorizo that blended so well. It was a mashup of textures And hitting, like, the salty, savory fattiness on your palate. That was just unbelievable. And I'm going to have to go back and get more. I don't care. It was nuts. And then we're going to go out for some steak frites, I think, on Wednesday. It's going to drop tomorrow. I think the high is going to be, like, 42. And I brought my wellies. I think I'm wearing those all day tomorrow in the city. And... uh, if you all want to stay at this Airbnb, just send me a note and I will let you know how to contact the owner. If you do use the downstairs bathroom, don't open the basement door. It's creepy as F. I won't take a picture. I'm going to post it, but it's pretty damn creepy.
3: Oh, sister, down on the floor. Enemy is door.
2: She's her All right, so I'm standing out here on the corner of uh, Rue Saint-Paul and Rue saint francois Xavier. I was going to get a seat at Garmanger for the evening. I called and left a voicemail, and we were just at the Science Museum, and I left the Science Museum to walk over here. And as I'm approaching, walking down the street was the homeless guy from yesterday. So I used him down and said, I was the one with the little girl yesterday. And I can't understand a thing he says with his uh, French, but I asked if he could, if I could get a seat this evening. And he, we walk right up to the restaurant and he takes me in and Chuck and the executive chef are talking. I, I asked the guy for a reservation tonight. He says either at 530 sharp or very late. And I couldn't stay too long. And I said, no worries. Uh, it'll be a quick in and out. And. I told him I was the one that called earlier, and uh, he crossed me off his phone list to call people back. This is the, the guy at the front, and he, uh, yeah, I got a reservation for tonight, so I'm going to go get all cleaned up and nice looking and have a little dinner and cocktail by myself, and then try and get the wife uh, reservation for tomorrow. I feel like a total tourist going there. There's a guy taking a picture of his wife out front right now, and then I was, uh, was quickly hustled out i don't think people are allowed in during the day so having that connection with the the guy was very nice and i think they gave him a check while i was in there which is even better and we saw the guy just cleaning the streets yesterday too he had a little dustpan so now we are on our way to a middle eastern restaurant where i'm going to destroy a hummus platter and some falafel and the wife is going to get some eggplant sandwich stuffed pita that's it for now i'm going to keep you abreast I'm definitely not taking pictures of my food in there this evening don't want to be that tourist guy but it's gonna be fun Well, that is the Montreal band throwback. I'm back at the Airbnb. Let's talk about lunch. We stopped at Sumac, which looked very much like the butcher and the bee in Charleston, except it's Middle Eastern. Food's on the wall, all in French, but you know what I can tell? Anywhere I go is the word falafel. Falafel's one thing we don't have enough of here in the States. I Well, not in the States right now. Back down across the border, and this song is called Border Crossing, is falafel. We need more falafel carts and stands on the streets in the States. So I get a big old falafel with huge fritters, and it's stuffed with all sorts of salad. And I gave all the crunchy stuff to the wife, because I need room for garmanger in two hours. And it was this just massive, home-baked, fluffy pita with tahini sauce and some parsley how to make sure it was not cilantro and i got a cream ale and the wife got another like venetian spritz with homemade like sour mix with a sweetened soda water and we got a hibiscus lemonade for the kid the wife got a platter of, like, carrots, I don't, I mean, and the uh, eggplant and all the, the hummus and stuff that she wanted, and we just got free for the kid that were dusted in powdered sumac. I don't see powdered sumac too often. We have it at home. I only know about it from the Afghan kebab place in Annadale Food Corner, Kebab, and we used to have it at this little Pakistani restaurant in Courthouse, like, 15, 16 years ago. When we lived there in Northern Virginia, now it's like a bank. So we destroyed our lunch and then just hung out and talked to the owners or people working there, I wasn't sure. And we got proportions for the cocktail so my wife could remake that at home. And then I went and they have all sorts of Middle Eastern cookbooks and food cookbooks. They have Russ and Daughters, you remember that, is the seafood restaurant. I walked 270 blocks last summer for breakfast in Manhattan and found out that it's only fish. I was upset. They had Zahav, which we have. They had Jerusalem, Odelanji, plenty, plenty more, and a bunch of other Middle Eastern, um, Lebanese, Israeli cookbooks. And we hung out and talked to the you know the staff just about our visit. And we, I told one about the Ma Pule place, the Portuguese poutine, and she was pretty ecstatic. And then we discussed going up on the mountain, and apparently it's called Tim Tam where everyone's up there smoking cannabis and partying. This is what it says on Wikipedia. I'm sorry, Tam Tam. Tim Tam, or the Australian cookie. Tam Tams is the informal name of a weekly free festival around the Georges Etienne Cartier Monument in Mount Royal Park in Montreal, Canada. Its name is an onomatopoetic referring to the drum circle that forms the focal point of the gathering. She said, if I want to see the raccoons, I've got to go up there at dusk, which... I want to do before we go. And speaking of wildlife, the squirrels behind us are massively fat. They look like bowling pins with tails. And one of them looks just like the mongoose that ran up my pant leg in Namibia. And that was a bizarre experience. And then that thing latched on to my camera. I'll be right there. All right, I gotta go. I gotta change. They're at the door. Early dinner. I'm now walking up towards the cathedral. It's raining and it's cold, but I'm warm inside and I'm happy. That might be another one of the top meals I've ever had in my life. So I get there at uh, 5 25. And it's early, I don't want to go in yet. I'm not sure if there are like a line forms or when the door opens. step into this little alcove here. So full I can barely walk. All right, so I get in there and uh, I walk straight to my seat at the bar. 530 sharp and it's, it's fairly empty and I'm the only one at the bar and my bartender is Terp. TURP. He's a big Habs fan and unfortunately I can't hold an NHL conversation right now because I really don't watch the games because we don't subscribe to Comcast Sports back home. The playoffs start this week so I will be going to people's houses to watch those. And it's amazing how Turp can go back and forth between English and French like it's nothing. I felt like a complete rube in that restaurant with all the staff with perfect English. And perfect French. And I sit at the bar and he asks, what I want to drink, what's my type. And there's only about four drinks listed on the menu for cocktails. And he says, You a clear guy or a brown liquid guy? And I said, I'm gonna go he said bourbon. So I said, let's go with the bourbon drink. So he kind of makes me like a Montreal old-fashioned up here. And it was absolutely phenomenal. So while I'm sipping that, we go over some of the things not on the menu. There's all sorts of seafood they have fresh um, I guess king crab legs from maybe New Brunswick very sweet they have razor clams diced up and reduced in a white wine sauce served on the actual razor clam shell and oysters I decide I'm gonna go look at the menu which is either in French or English and it's in a chalkboard on the wall and aside for my starter let's see I got the orichetti veal sausage demi-glace and crotonase I'm not sure what crotonase is and I used to be fairly against veal but these days modern farming is a little bit better and I'm pretty sure that Chef Chuck and uh, his assistant his chef de cuisine are probably going to, you know, get them from a nicer place. The chef de cuisine is, what's his name? I'm I'm blanking on it. I'll find that in a moment. Uh, His executive chef is, and you can follow him, I'm looking at Instagram, Christopher Merrick, 5-iron-420, so I get that, and while I'm waiting for that, and I'm finishing up my cocktail. I said, you know what, let's go with some oysters. I order five oysters, and they come out with shallot mignette, freshly shaved horseradish. Chef Chuck's own habanero, or this time it was his jalapeno hot sauce. A huge lemon wedge, it's all on a bed of crushed ice over seaweed. And I put a little bit of horseradish, minette, and hot sauce and slurped them down one by one just savoring the brininess and the texture of the shallots. It was incredible. I finished those and I took my time eating them. Ordered another round. And these are probably some of the best shucked oysters I've ever had. Like not a piece of grit in them. Not too cold to hurt your teeth. I'm a little sensitive to cold but just absolutely stellar. And then comes out the fresh, homemade pasta, orichetti, little dimples, with this char-crusted sausage and this rich brown sauce and chilies. This is what you want on a cold, rainy night like tonight. I would have been happier closer to the fireplace, but I was all good. And I ate each piece of pasta, one by one, just to savor the texture of that fresh pasta with the chewiness of the meat, and then you get this background of heat on them, and I just can't go wrong in this place, and it's getting busier, I'll play you the sound of, I recorded during each sort of before each entree came out just how busy the restaurant get by the time I left it was absolutely packed it was hard to hear people next to me talking as I'm waiting for my dinner to come out I decide I'm going to have a glass of red with it so I decide I'm going to go with the glass of the Grenache blend and he uh, turp pours me a little bit hello I'm just hanging out here no, y'all good? No no. alright and so Terp pours it to me and I take a sip it's a little light and fruity I like a more tannic bold red and I'm thinking something a little peppier would go with the steak so I ordered Anglais which is a hanger steak It's the one thing I can say in French so I go with the Cab Sauv which has a lot more tannins to it you get the aftertaste on your palate and a little more rich spiciness And I'm just hanging out, people watching. It's filling up. The two ladies next to me speak French. So Terp is just speaking fluent French. And next to me, a couple sits down. And they order the crab legs and a Bloody Mary. So it's crab legs, oysters, and the razor clams. The gentleman orders a Bloody Mary that has a crab claw sticking out of it, or crab leg. And then a lemon wedge, horizontal, with about an inch of fresh ground horseradish. I need to find horseradish. I think I have to grow some, because I can't go back to that jarred crap ever again. My Anglais comes out. It has watercress, a roasted broccoli with the smokiness to it, and a potato gratin au poivre with has peppercorns on it. And I'm not a fan of biting into a peppercorn, so I scrape those off. I spent about 20-25 minutes just having small bites of everything on the plate. I've eaten more today than I probably did all of last week alone. And I'm sipping my red wine. The music goes from kind of clubby to 90s pop. Unfortunately, like a lot of the artists are the ones that died last year, mostly of drug overdoses. And I tell people hurt that i could honestly do another round of food but i just don't have room for it but i want more if we had this place near us this would be my hangout there are very few tables the executive chef is coming out to serve me i'm watching the open kitchen which i've watched on the tv show chuck's day off for years it is cozy it's warm uh Herp is just making drinks in front of me left and right with all sorts of exotic ingredients. And they don't even use uh, soda guns in there. Everything is from a can. And he mentioned three beers that are all kind of local. And I should have asked them the names because I would definitely like to have bought a sixer of those and brought back home. I did buy a six pack of Molson at a boutique today. And they also had poutine gravy in a can and I asked the guy in the butcher shop in the little bodega if it was good and he said no it's too fatty it's got too much animal fat he gives me the powdered mix and he says this is believe it or not what the restaurants use around here so I got that, got my Molson we watched Rogue One before I came here and now I'm done with dinner I'm kind of on a, uh, a meat drunk high I'm so full but I'm happy with just everything I ate this is exactly what we came up here for Now the problem is the restaurant doesn't allow kids which is why I went tonight and then the wife is going to go tomorrow I got her a reservation at 6 so she's going to go, Terp's expecting her the waitstaff, unfortunately uh, no one's unattractive that works in there I don't get it everyone in there was good looking uh, knew their stuff very polite which I guess is sort of the Canadian joke that everyone is so nice up here I'm about to call an Uber and head back and maybe watch a Westworld and go to bed but I gotta stay up I got Food Baby going on right now and I could use some maternity pants that's it for today, tomorrow I'm hoping to go out for a light lunch, maybe some more pastries for breakfast, a coffee and a pommier and I want to hit up Canadian Tire because apparently that store literally sells everything you can find that is it for my evening out solo it's not too often I get to enjoy a meal that quality without distractions of a screaming child and I'm going to go back and show my pictures to the wife and basically just run down what I told you to prepare her for tomorrow I think she's going to dig into the seafood they have fresh sturgeon which I don't know if you're supposed to eat that they have fresh arctic char so I went through what I eat and don't eat with turp it was basically no shellfish no fish And no bitter cocktails, and everything was 100% spot on. Yeah, you want to come up here. You're going to want to eat a Garde Manger. Trust me. Bonsoir, and how are you this evening? I'm doing pretty good. I am watching the Habs versus Rangers game. It's the playoffs. This game is taking place maybe 15 blocks down our street right now. It's about to come back on. I'm on a commercial break now. It's all in French, so it's a little trouble understanding. There we go. And I am destroying a cheese plate while the wife is at Garde Manger. I sent Chris Merrick a tweet asking if he could take care of the wife while she's there tonight. Let me tell you about what I've got going on right now. And then I'll tell you why I keep looking out the back window, what happened today. So left to right, I have a saucisson with, uh, looks like this one is, what do we have in that one? Cognac. I have sweet cornichon, little mini gherkins that are local. I have a sourdough baguette sliced up into mm, just over a third of an inch wide pieces. And then I have the cheeses. And this is all from the market next door. And I'm drinking a Chateau de Tourelle made 2015. And this is uh, from the Rhone Valley. It's pretty awesome. Red. So I have uh, Rebluchon. I have uh, Rosa de Lenga. I have blue benedictine, which is a nice salty blue. It's going really well with the pate. It's just uh, traditional pate. I don't want to know what's in it. I'm just eating it. I almost bought caribou pate today. But first off, it was... Ooh, that's a penalty. That's nearly boarding, dude. You bust your ankle doing that. The caribou pate, which as awesome as it sounded, was like $75 a kilo. It was a $10 minimum. Maybe I should have just asked for a nibble. And let's see what else I have. Tom Savoie. And uh, what are the other ones in here? One, two, three, four. Yeah, four cheeses, the pate, the cornichon, and the wine. I'm just going to town on that. We started off the morning going to another mall, which had a petting zoo in it for Easter. Assuming that's just a thing up here, and they are the cutest little French-Canadian children. You see them back home, they all hold a rope and walk with the teacher. These all ones all have little bibs that say the school name, and they all have on these giant like moon boots and cold winter pants and these big puffy jackets with their mittens clipped on and just hilarious winter hats, and they are tiny little kids. These are like two- and three-year-olds. And at this petting zoo, they had baby goats, which I would almost trade Dr. Jones for because these things don't bark. They had sheep. They had the most magnificent peacock I have ever seen. You usually see some pretty rowdy ones at the zoo. This thing's tail was about five feet long, and it couldn't walk around its enclosure. The thing was so big. They had rabbits and baby ducks, all sorts of chickens, Lady Amherst. They had a gigantic turkey that did not like me trying to touch it. Every time I would get near it, it would tighten up its feathers and then walk away and stick out its... Oh, there's a fight. And another fight's about to start. Man, playoff hockey is not like normal hockey, and the caps start tomorrow night. I should have brought one of my cap jerseys up to wear since we're playing Toronto tomorrow, but I'm not sure if i get my arse beat in for walking around up here with that on. A couple of years ago, I absolutely would have walked up here and talked smack back, but nowadays, seeing as I don't watch as much hockey, I, like I said last night, I can't hold my own conversation. So we don't have any change. You can buy feed for the animals, and there are just piles of corn and feed on the ground all around the mall floor. So you pick up a full handful, and you can feed all the animals. And then across the street, they've got Canadian Tyre. We go over there. Out of curiosity, I've just been told that this place has pretty much anything you can imagine. And it did. It's like Walmart meets Lowe's meets Target. And I wasn't given enough time to walk around, but they had fly rods for sale, uh, $159. And they weren't that bad. They were a little stiff, but the drag was nice on them. And if you need a, a backup spare rod, I would absolutely go for that. Oh, they just fan that, homie. Wow. I have no idea what these guys are saying right now. So I'm sitting here chilling, and of course I said I keep looking out the back window. Did I mention already, and I've been on and off this podcast for a week, did I mention how there's all these kind of hot women out back smoking? Well, kids, uh, turn it down right now, and ladies and gentlemen, I want you to pull up your websites right now put in secret spa.ca. We share a wall with the glorified whorehouse. This place, I'll let you read on the website what you can do. i They have an instant messenger thing. I'm waiting to hear back. I said, hey, I'm in the Airbnb next door. I'm just curious. I want to come in and just see what this is all about. Uh, Not that I'm going to stay for anything, but I'm just curious as an observer. Who knows, maybe we'll get one of these ladies on the podcast. So now I understand why there's these women out back in like high heel stilettos and mini skirts smoking under the fire escape. It's their next door. Fishing like a local
0: isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker.
2: I thought they were just like women walking by that needed a place to pee in the alley, but that's it. So from the Canadian Tire, we drove all around the city and went to... The market in District Saint-Edouard, most of the stalls were the same. One of my favorite things to take pictures of is the food layout in markets. My still favorite is going to be the Barcelona market. Uh, I'm pulling a blank right now, but I've never seen food like that in my life. We have framed pictures all over the house. Uh, the tomatoes were absolutely brilliant, just Every variety and color and heirlooms. The way the green beans were sticking out vertically from the little cardboard containers. Uh, The shallots were the size of sweet potatoes. I'm talking like the sweet potatoes you'd be buying at Thanksgiving for your yams and whatever. I know sweet potatoes and yams are different, but you're getting my idea. These were the biggest shallots I've ever seen. And I'm glad I'm growing shallots this year in my garden. I'm curious to see if I can get them this big. Um, artichokes and all sorts of fruit and you can pretty much sample anything at this one booth. There's more types of honey than you can imagine. They had Mille Blanc, which I'm assuming would be the French version of the guy that Doug's the Bugs Bunny voice. Cartoon pun? Uh, what else? Garlic by the hundreds. I'm talking like 100, 200 cloves at a time. Not cloves, heads. All sorts of maple candies, just beautiful leeks. I still don't know why leeks are sold with the green parts. Nobody uses those. I put those straight in our compost. Speaking of compost, there are parks around here with recycling, but there's a lot of recycling bins in Montreal. There are compost bins just out in public where you put your scraps in and just turn it. Uh, yeah, the artichokes were beautiful. All sorts of lettuces. Uh, we're gonna go to a bistro, and my favorite meal at a bistro is well, bistro de Quant in DC. I get the roast vegetable, uh, is it a tartine? And then I get the uh, frisee salad with lardons, and then a steak free. That, to me, is a perfect French meal. They had microgreens. I got pictures of these itty-bitty basils and, and other plants. Carrots. You could buy four-pound bags of six-inch carrots that would be perfect for roasting in a pan with some butter and sage. We got a penalty for interference right now. Someone's going to the box. And then they have, again, dried cranberries and and places with lavender. Uh, I met a storefront that does nothing but fungi, mushrooms, which is based out of a restaurant that's based on mushrooms. And, of course, they didn't have any... Porcini's, except for dried, because I would buy those and go get some fresh local salted butter and some sea salt, and I would cook those up tonight and just eat them as they were. And of course, I'm going to have pictures of all of this on the podcast. Not on the podcast, on the blog. It's been a long day. Uh, what else did I see? They had live crabs, the ones they were serving last night. You know, these things were just sitting on ice. They had all sorts of uh, you know bison at one booth. The cheese, I took pages one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve separate glass windows of just cheese. And the guy asked if I wanted to try anything. I said, honestly, I would never leave here. I don't know where to start. I should have bought some cheese. I didn't know I was doing this for dinner while the wife was going to be away. Then there's all sorts of sandwiches they had. I ended up going and getting a turkey on a long ciabatta roll with brie and Dijon and butter that was then grilled. And they didn't take Visa, so I had to go find an ATM. Next to the ATM was a corkboard where you could put up signs, flyers, and business cards. And I put my card up just for S and giggles when we walked in to see if maybe I get an email from someone up here. And as I'm waiting to figure out how to use an ATM in French, I hear a woman in a British accent say, fly fishy consultant what on earth is that so i turned around i said that would be me and the woman was like i don't know what you do i said well here's my card email me if you have any questions everything's on my website and i got my sandwich by then so they were making the sandwich i couldn't pay for it by the time i got the money out of the atm the food was ready and then we walked around some more talked to some more vendors. We went into the bookstore, which was amazing. The one book I want is Le Garmanger Boreal, 80 Recipes for the Discovery of Cuisine by Jean-Luc Boulay and Arnold Marchand. Photos by Andre Olivier Lira. You want to talk about photographic food porn, this cookbook is it. And Most of the cookbooks there were Quebec Central, especially this book. She had other cookbooks. The uh, restaurants we've been to, Jelena in LA, if you remember that podcast from six years ago, she had Heston Blumenthal, uh, la, la 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 la. Who else? I mean, just loads of cookbooks, mostly in French, a couple in English. They had the, the Manger, Chuck's Day Off cookbooks, and just a bunch of others. And the lady was super nice, lovely woman. She was embarrassed at how bad her English was. And I was like, lady, your English is unlike how bad I am in French. So we had a conversation in French. She gave us some restaurants to go to. I showed her pictures of Nolana. She wrote that down. Got another penalty going on right now. Oh, and in the I see the Tim Hortons right there. We stopped at Tim Hortons in the mall to get donuts. And I was curious. I'll never eat a Dunkin' Donut again. Those things are just sugar disgusting. Like, you can smell the diabetes on them. This Tim Hortons donut was warm. And, of course, I'm a Boston Cream Guy. Guy. High sticking is the call. So I got that and it was not even lightly sweetened. Like It was just a perfect donut. And the pixie had a chocolate glazed donut and she went nuts for that. And then we went straight to c and got some milk and alphabet mac and cheese for the kid. I was looking for some stinky washed rind cheese. Washed rind means... After the cheese has been made, it's usually a small cheese, they soak it in beer or wine, and then you get the sugars and the alcohol, and you get a second fermentation on the outer rind. and it soaks into the paste, which is the middle of the cheese, and you get this funky smell. The two I won't eat, one is Chime, which is soaked in Chime beer, and the other one is uh, Grayson is it's kind of this, we call it a wet diaper cheese at Cheese Teak. Because it just smelled like wet diapers. I would wear two pairs of gloves when I would have to cut the cheese, so to speak. So we got our produce and goods there. And then we went over to SAC, which is the wine and liquor store. And we asked for suggestions for an inexpensive red wine to have with cheese and charcuterie. And the guy took the bottle we had picked and put it back and grabbed this one. And while the wife was hanging out talking to the wine guys, I discovered there was a darker Havana Club, and I'm not allowed to buy that. I would like to drink one of the bottles of Havana Club and bring back a darker one with me, but that's not going to happen. The wife is going to be in Nova Scotia during the two-fly tournament, so maybe she could bring me one then. And then we drove around, just kind of looking around. We're still decorating our house. We're looking for knickknacks and trinkets. Didn't find anything, came back here we showed, oh no, I'm sorry, after SAC we went across the street to Atwater where I got uh, the baguette and the cheese and we got some Canadian candies at the bulk candy store. I got the red berries which I've seen all over the place but I only wanted a couple to try and I bought blue baleen gummies which are blue whales. So the baleens, baleen blue, grand pieds, they had uh, Bigfoot which were giant gummy feet, They had wild berries, real fruits, and then, like I said, we came back here, and the wife got ready for her dinner, and the Pixie and I watched Harry Potter, and up here, I guess it's Harry Potter and the, not the Sorcerer's Stone, Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone. And then the wife left, and I hung out with the kid, and I keep looking out the back window, I want to talk to those ladies just to see what's up, and... I'm going to watch this game and go to bed early tonight. I think we're going out for the bistro lunch tomorrow or to Papillon, which is Joe Beef's other store. So I will keep you up to date. I'm going to eat all this food right now. Too bad it's not a scratch and sniff podcast because you'd be foaming at your mouth. I'm going to enjoy this. If I don't get gout tonight, I'll be very happy. Well, let's talk about today. What's today? Friday the 14th, Good Friday happy friday to you we're in salamander park right now up on top of the mountain and it's named so because the salamanders that live here the blue spotted ones so i'm flipping over every rock and stump i can find looking for salamanders i'll tell you the worms up here are huge these are some massive earthworms up here not finding any salamanders i'm looking under places where you'd find amphibians which would be moist locations away from the sun so theoretically i'd want the northwest side of the mountain here because that receives the least amount of sun but right now we're in direct sun we had breakfast this morning at a little coffee shop called deuce and believe it or not they had the hook a volume one catalog there so i got to have my coffee and a pastry it was a rosemary chive cheddar scone while looking at pictures of people fishing for Atlantic salmon, you can't beat that. I was gonna get a pot of tea, but they didn't have tea that I noticed until after I ordered, there was one with a pot of tea. Yesterday was fun, it was a lot of walking, maybe five, six hours. We started off taking an Uber to the art museum which has musical swings. These are swings that as you go back and forth, they play music, so as people start swinging, you can actually play music. lot of vagrants around and they were also swinging which was funny just kind of passing their time and from there we walked around until we found the underground went in there for lunch your options inside the underground are went sort of like this chinese indian japanese japanese asian japanese french juice egg rolls spring rolls fried food subway I don't want anybody would go to Subway with that many options. And Italian. And the Pixie got herself a slice of pizza. We are definitely not keeping kosher for Passover up here, unfortunately. Which is also why I've not had... This rock doesn't want to move. The uh, bagel shops are all closed. So we have not had any bagels this week. And I don't think we're going to get any smoked meat. Because the lines at Joe beef are too long. And we're going out for steak free dinner. And I don't know if I want to eat that much buff in one day. So yesterday, in the underground, I decided to get some poutine. And I was going to get the loaded poutine, which was bacon, sausage, and chicken. And then I noticed the person in front of me got a club sandwich. That club sandwich looked really good. So I asked if I could just get a petite poutine and a club sandwich. And the guy was like, absolutely. And the efficiency in making that club sandwich. The woman took out poached chicken breast started pulling it apart. One lady starts putting toast in the toaster. She hands it to the woman who puts mayonnaise on the toast. And then lettuce. And then she's handed another piece of bread which she puts mayonnaise on. And it's like three people working together. One person's on the bacon station. One's at the sandwich bar. One's on the toaster. They put it all together. Fries come out of the fryer. They dump them in a bowl. Add the gravy and cheese curds. And it was just awesome. So I had a pretty good fast food lunch. You can't beat a good club sandwich. The two other best club sandwiches, I could tell you, Liberty Tavern and Clarendon, and I guess across the street from Liberty Tavern, is the Silver Diner. Silver Diner in Northern Virginia makes a pretty filthy club sandwich. We walked around the inside mall, hoping to get something for the house. Nothing there. So we walked up and down St. Catherine, just window shopping. There was some kind of liqueur the wife wanted at Sack, and we couldn't find it there, so the tracked it down on the computer and found it for her and she just picked it up. Let's see what's under this rock. Now I'm amazed that these rocks have garbage underneath them. How did these rocks get litter underneath them? One log I rolled over had part of a toy gun. But these rocks probably haven't moved in a thousand years. But they have acorns and peanuts under them. So I can't figure it out. Maybe someone else has been flipping these around. This is how I spent my childhood. The hill in my backyard in Reston was just flipping rocks catching slimy and red-backed salamanders. The view from up here is pretty amazing. I can see the St. Lawrence. It's very pretty up here. And after we walked around St. Catherine's in one direction, we went back to the art museum, hung out on the steps to people watch, warm up in the sun, and then made our way to a bar because I, after that walking, I needed a drink. So we're going to go to the Moose Bar, and we finally get there. It's like a real... Oh my gosh. Look at this beetle. <gasps> what are you? It's an iridescent beetle about the size of a quarter. I'm putting you all down. Wow. So its uh, its abdomen is like iridescent green. Its thorax is purple. It's a longhorn beetle. I've never seen anything like this in my life. Holy crap. You got pictures of this little dude. Wow, you are absolutely stunning, little bug. Just wanna take a picture of you and then I'm gonna put you back. Hold on, buddy. Luckily, he's not biting me. He's got some some pretty big mandibles. He's like, why'd you wake me up for my winter nap? I didn't do anything to you. So we get to the moose bar. We're waiting to get a seat. And we finally go back to your house. I'm gonna cover you up now. Sorry if this is loud. Mike's on the ground. We get there, and we're like, oh, sweet. We're going to get, like, sriracha chicken wings and some really good fried bar food. Turns out, no kids allowed, so I was pretty disappointed. We decided just to keep walking, finally get to Atwater Market, get our baguette and some more cheese for dinner, load up on some pate at Sea Market, and then head back to our Airbnb. That kind of fulfilled the day. We watched the second Harry Potter movie, and then it... There's woodpeckers, and there's... Maybe that's a robin? It's a little more orange-bellied than normal. Spring's coming to life up here, so there's lots of things popping out of the ground, lots of birds moving. And after Harry Potter was over, it's time to watch the Caps game. We got uh, game one, one in overtime. And then, speaking of hockey, tonight we're going to go over to the Bell Center for their big fan zone. Apparently there's free haircuts for dudes, so I might get my wig busted there's centipedes down here and snails and slugs little round worms i've never ever seen before and after that we're probably just going to go to dinner and that should be a wrap for today tomorrow we're going to pack up and we are going to head through vermont back down until we get to our friend's place in connecticut i see one last set of cut up trees that's gonna be the end of my hunt here go back to the family and play in the park We'll keep you all updated on the rest of the trip. i want to go back up to the top of the mountain and look for some big raccoons too. It's after lunch. I'm on a hot bench in a park digesting. The eggs with the mayonnaise were extremely decadent. Any of that herbal mayonnaise, the aioli that was left on the plate was sopped up with fresh, crusty, chewy baguette. And then after a couple of minutes, My Bordeaux showed up, and I had that. How was your lunch? Good. What did you have?
0: Chicken?
2: Yeah. Quail? Quail and frites? Quail. And then what was your dessert?
0: Ice cream.
2: Did you drink water out of a wine glass?
0: I had water out of a wine glass.
2: Fantastic. The steak frites? Who are we
0: talking to?
2: Listeners? You want to say anything? Okay, go back on the playground I don't think I've ever eaten a steak as fast as that With plenty of uh, Dijon in a little pot And then the frites were destroyed And then I had her frite, which she didn't eat And the wife had roasted quail With a bed of lettuce Wild rice, fresh peas And something else on it And the two of them shared the quail. We told Kiersey it was chicken. She don't know what a quail is. And now we're sitting in the park digesting. And then we're going to head on back, chill for a bit, and then we're going to go to the Habs event and see how that goes. Kiersey wants to get her face painted, which means a Habs logo, which means she's not getting her face painted. And tomorrow we're going to take off fairly early and head down to Connecticut. I had not been through Vermont since 2004, and it was an ice storm then, so I'm eager to see what it looks like this time of year. Definitely going to have to look for some Fryhofer cookies for my dad on the way down. Hopefully they let us through without any issues at the border tomorrow. If we have to leave the kid behind, we might just have to do that. So of all places, I'm at the Montreal Canadiens Fan Zone free pre-party to tonight's game two. There's a dog in front of me right now wearing a jersey with a hole cut out for its tail. I've got a Ferris wheel to my right, free Tim Hortons on my left, concessions, Molson, everywhere. I did a shootout where I got, nope, sorry, I got one out of four pucks in a itty-bitty net, and I did not win anything. We just did a Bingbag toss game. I got one out of on the Canadians logo it's crazy here you can get free Montreal Canadians tattoos permanent you can uh, let's see what else you can do pretty much anything I'm uh, going to get a free Montreal Canadians haircut for the bit and speaking of bits I am not allowed to go to the spa massage parlor next door even to check it out if I do I was told I have to walk home from Canada without a passport and the door will be locked I can't even get back in there's a lot of dust blowing around right here you can go into this other tent and uh, it is Yvonne Lambert signing autographs it's probably really windy right now everything's in French there's hot dogs and fish tacos And Molson beer everywhere. It's pretty crazy. I'm gonna go check how far I am in line to get my hair cut. I just hope they don't put a Canadian's logo on my head.
3: Like, you know counts like you Wait, exactly. What's uh, no? Uh, no. Not Baphim, the Nassel.
2: see where you're on the list for What's your name? Tenzin. So, so these guys are next, and then, yeah, there's. Alright, so I got a couple go. more to go. I'll be back. I'm what not your going name to, I'm Rob. <laughs> Oh, you're a Rob. Okay, cool. Yeah. I have a
3: thing for on. that. Right,
2: yeah. uh, <laughs> right All right, well, uh. We're back at the condo, Airbnb, whatever you want to call it. I've got a fresh haircut right now. The wife told me absolutely, oh, the Rangers just scored on Montreal. I was told absolutely nothing allowed to be shaved into my head, which is a good thing because it took a long time for those guys to freehand shave the Habs logo in the back of these dudes' heads. I told him he could spray paint my hair whatever color he wanted, but they just didn't have time. There was one person after me, and that was it. The guys had to head back to their barbershop. That was a pretty cool event that the Montreal Canadiens put on. All sorts of stuff for kids, the people watching, the outfits, the beer, the free coffee, the dancing, When I was getting my haircut, a dude had just walked out with a Stanley Cup tattoo on the back of his uh, lower arm, like right above his elbow. Like, who gets a free tattoo in a parking lot, I guess? Who gets a free haircut in a parking lot? It's pretty cold on the walk back, and instead of going out for some Filipino food down the street, we're just going to chill here tonight. Kind of eat through the pantry we have pack up and in the morning we're just going to go to Atwater Market. I want to buy some uh, spicy maple mustard. We're going to get some pastries and some breads to take to our friends in Connecticut. Possibly some more Kinder Eggs for some friends back home. We're going to roll out around 0900 in the morning. Some other things I wanted to talk about while I was up here. The city has basically been under construction the entire time we've been here, and for I don't know how long before. So there's there's dust on absolutely everything. The car has to be the windshield is just caked in dust. Every time we get in it from just being in a parking spot, we've got to clean it off. The dust here is insane. The litter too. Wherever you go, there are just bottles and cans. Clap y'all hands cigarette the cigarette butts is absurd everyone here smokes I guess they haven't gotten the memo on that yet and oh, they're all smoking at the event today but the entire sidewalk wherever you go it's littered and cigarette butts there's just garbage in general on the ground I, I maybe because DC is such a clean city I'm used to other cleanliness it's different for me like there's broken umbrellas everywhere. For the amount of garbage cans and recycling bins, I don't know what the deal is. Just plastic bags, plastic bottles, beer cans, plates, plastic silverware, straws, on the sidewalk, on the grass, the wind's blowing it up against every fence you can find, and about every block you're going to find a random kid's glove or mitten. I have seen more random gloves and mittens on the ground than I've ever seen before. What else? Construction. Oh, people running everywhere. Like I said earlier, the squirrels are huge. Not a whole lot of wildlife other than the invertebrates today. Some of the woodpeckers up top. It's pretty much been seagulls, a couple mallards, some sparrows, and I think crows. I haven't seen any other type of wildlife. Maybe it's the time of year. Birds are still migrating up here. I haven't seen... Oh, there was a chipmunk today. We saw a chipmunk. And then apparently there's the raccoons it's been an awesome trip I definitely want to come back up here maybe in the summertime when it's a little warmer and everything's in bloom we walked everywhere we wanted to we pretty much got to every restaurant didn't get the bagels didn't get the smoked meat other than that we hit up everything we wanted to and more and if you're looking to come up to Montreal on a vacation absolutely do it it's, it's awesome up here And the hockey fans are crazy. I don't think I could have even gotten a ticket for tonight's game. But those people are diehard fans getting tattoos in parking lots. I'm going to miss the bread. I'm going to miss the cheese. And I'm just looking forward to going home. I need a vacation when I get home. But within hours of getting home, I've got clients. So I'm... I'm stoked to get back and fish in the warmth. And we got the healing waters coming a tournament coming up and a week after I get back. So I gotta figure out what flies we're using for that and gotta find out who I'm fishing with. And I have a client that morning. I think my wife's gonna be in Nova Scotia. So the parents are gonna have to watch her while I head down to the Rose River farm. So unless something else happens, that's it for the podcast. Montreal just scored up two to one in the first. I'll take Montreal over New York any day. And I hope Columbus destroys the penguins. <gasps> I saw that guy today. Yeah, I'm actually seeing people on the TV with the face paint that were in front of us when my kid got her face painted. Right on. Alright. I'm signing off. <laughs>
3: You know it's 5 a.m. on the Pacific Rim With your eyes wide blind into a bathroom light The news wild line says China workforce boy Made of stalwart stock, made from the earth's own salt Did you put your luck in North America? Well, it is seven bills, seven days to fill Take it when you Join the world Fuzzbite Join the world Fuzzbite If you want some more You and my family What you looking
4: for Try the work, fast by you want some more You and my family We're in
3: violent agreement right now So where are, where are we, we right now?
2: <laughs>
3: <laughs> you're getting recorded <laughs>
2: I came to is Litchfield. a light on that thing. I came to no, there Litchfield. There actually is a light on this thing. I specifically came to this town because I wanted to have Passover dinner with Black Cindy. Who's Black Cindy? What?
3: From Orange is the New Black.
2: How old is your house? Sorry, uh, I, I forgot that
4: that, uh, that, that show was show? actually supposed to be seventeen. Uh, then but... never said Connecticut. They
3: always
2: said Litchfield. Right, right, right. You can't be shy now.
3: Orange is the New Black is set in Litchfield. Yes, yes It is
2: yes. And Black Cindy is a Jew Have you not That's Russia? why I came here no. Passover That's with good. her
3: I've heard about it Oh
2: well, please What year was this, this, <laughs> this house is built episodes. Is
3: This was <laughs> Connecticut Sorry five 1734
2: They never say Connecticut 1734 And There's how
4: many acres year. do you own <laughs>
3: 27 so a lot 27 of the, acres
4: Yep yeah. And you have a fairy farm In the background
3: and they go to Litchfield. Women's. Mm-hmm. Many fairies. Uh, right. yeah,
4: you yeah, have yeah, a mysterious yeah. no here, bar the in, in the other room that nobody knows what it's for. Nobody knows it's what it is.
3: Like it. Yep. It's um, yep. 30, yep. 30 minutes
2: further away. Now, Helena, you either have a homeless man behind your barn or is it a bear that's defecating? That was a big poop back there. It Zach. It was Zach. Yeah. All right, okay. so if this place... me Roger?
4: Let's start off. So you first—I think you actually mean
2: Raj. Who's Raj? Yeah. It was Raj. When we first met you, your place was so small. We sat on the the bed to eat dinner.
3: Oh
2: That yeah. sounds right. Yeah. And then yeah. you no, moved to no, the no, second no, it was
3: a futon. That was the fu- it was, it was a futon.
2: With the slight slant, you want to explain what the slight slant was? I do not. Okay. You know. <laughs>
3: What? Are you the out books, all The, these the
2: books that used to be under the, so the bed. Away. So one side of the bed was elevated so you couldn't How roll
3: How do you remember out. this? <laughs> Holy crap.
2: <laughs> no profanity. There's kids that listen.
3: <laughs> How do you remember
2: this? Keep it, keep it clean, Barbara. <laughs> Especially, do, I remember right. Dolmas and, and uh, Sierra Nevada uh, yeah, yeah. are a good pair. So yeah, then you so went okay. to the second oldest house waist, in Cambridge. We're, we're, we're With Harissa. Yeah. The second You're oldest your house in Cambridge. memory stunning. I know. Unfortunately. Second oldest house in Cambridge. Yes. At least in that neighborhood. So now you have an an affinity for houses from the 1700s? Yes. Now the children took a bath tonight. Is that normal, how you heated the water? (laughs) It's not an everyday... The water is heated on the stovetop.
3: It's usually my campfire. Okay. (laughs) Wait, how many buckets... there oh
4: like my real god, real how many was there? Yes. Oh, it was, it was more than that. It was like there were there were five going <laughs> and I think
2: we reloaded them At least three 50. times. Yeah. So if do you ever see people in like orange jumpsuits running down the road? It says like do not pick up people. Actually. Yeah. She
3: was just not in an orange jumpsuit. But yeah, I actually did drive someone home from a run once. Back to the biblical conference center down the I, saw, I saw
4: jumpsuit people cleaning up on uh, Route 118. Wait, wait was she yeah. checking?
3: No. So what happened was a few, week, a few weekends ago, this woman banged on our door. Um, and said, "I'm very lost. Can you take me back to my conference?" center? First off, there was somebody oh, knocking at our front.
4: There's somebody knocking on our front door, which is highly suspicious. Because no, everyone so like, we
3: know Al- uses is. A sign.
4: Like, I'm going to get that. And I'm like, I'm like, don't get that. It's just a Jehovah's Witnesses. This happens to Did me all the time, or, or some other weirdo. Like, there was a guy who came in who was like, "Hey, I've got this," you know. You know, I, I, I don't remember where it is. Cell. I have some kind of, you know, thing that finds... It wasn't one of the metal detectors. It was something else. Jimmy Hoffa finder. It was something else. And he was like, I can go in and I can scan your walls and we can Wait, find these he things. And he, and he, and he held out his hand and, and it's like... It's like these little bits of metal. I did they, tell you about this. They didn't this. have those in the 1700s. We're just yeah. to like... I wasn't even Melt sure what they were. I wasn't even sure what they were. But the guy's like, you ever had a Halloween candy? And he's like, I yeah. just live down the what road. The girls, you well, know, go go I just walk, 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 walk in Town so he yeah. like, just
3: walks in oh. there. <laughs> pretty spectacular. That's one of the reasons the why we have a big dog. Is, um, yeah. 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 So That's why we have like, like, a horse oh, as a dog. Yeah. It's like a healthy. It's a. It's no. Don't
4: need that. So anyway, anybody so who knocks at that front door, yeah. they're up to no good. Okay. Like, I, like, there's, there's no reason they answer the door if somebody knocks on the front door, except
2: for the fact that Helena. how was, did
3: this lady get lost on foot? So she, was a, she was a runner. She was a runner who was on a. There are lots of people. We didn't see runner like she
2: was running away from her, or like she was. Seeking exercise and cardiovascular benefits. The latter, yes, yes.
3: So she banged on the door, and I opened it, and she said, "Can you tell me how to get back to Wisdom House?" Which did is do that
2: is? Who doesn't have a phone these days when they were on?
3: It used to be a place where they set pregnant nuns, and a sense turned uh, into now
2: how did that happen? Sex. I know that, but we <laughs> still to busty. <laughs> <can't
3: make>
0: That's why they have one
3: kid. <laughs> <laughs> <An> was <What? assassin.
2: laughs> Oh, you guys supposed to talk about that. <laughs> Let's talk about the ticks. What is up with the tickage in your... It's, it's fierce. It's fierce. Yeah. Is it because we're near Lyme? I think there's just a lot of...
4: I mean, I don't know. It's a deer population. The, it's a lot of ticks. No, a lot it's of it's a deer population. population. I think it's also that the uh, you know the bats are getting that fungus things so uh, there's the not so many bats it, in it's ways.
3: also that we didn't get a hard frost
4: didn't get a hard frost it was a very mild winter the ground barely froze it didn't freeze it didn't really freeze it
3: may have year. been a
2: few days when it was hard But it's the uh, second year in a row yeah, yeah. So it's, I've it's got a horrendous a tick year. story that you can ask me if I'm guiding you but I'm not going to tell you over the podcast Chris Serino's story yeah, I'll tell you we're off the mic. Mm. Anything else you want to say about your place? <laughs> it's pretty chill out here. It is chill. It's very chill. So quiet. Yeah. Hey, they man. literally have a horse that it's Mrs. Ed. <laughs> Where is she right now? Yeah. I think she went upstairs. I think she actually Church did put up to sleep. She's a two year old Rot Weiler
0: Great,
3: Great, Great,
2: Great Dane mix. That yep. is how big?
3: Hundred fifteen.
2: 110, 115. Now, babies. if
4: she was pure grade date, how big would she be?
3: 115,
4: 110.
2: 115 by 120. Like big mono is 120. And she, about.
3: She's a little faster on the start because she's yeah. a Rottweiler. She's got the faster back legs.
2: And what size is that dog bed? That's Extra the large. biggest one yet. Yeah. Extra large. All
4: right.
2: That's it. I'm going to have a matzo ball suit with Black Cindy. <coughs> <laughs> You know the Russian people. Can Big Red cook us up something? I'm sorry, Big Red's our old neighbor. Can Red cook us something? All right, then I get the the silo (laughs) treatment. That's a wrap for our trip to Montreal. I'm glad we're back. It was an easy drive. We got up fairly early on Easter morning, and Zach and we'll call her Barbara had Easter stuff set up. So the pixie and her, Their girls went around and did an Easter egg hunt, though they thought the turkey in the yard was trying to steal their eggs to lay on them. Pixie was very happy with all of the gifts she received for Easter, being that we don't celebrate Easter. In fact, we didn't even do Passover this year because we're traveling and eating up there. She had a good Easter. We came back. It was very hot on the drive back. Had to have the air conditioning on. Next time I will bring flip-flops and shorts with me when we travel north and then return south. When it's warm. If you want any of the addresses for the places that we ate, I'll have them up on my Google map on places to eat. Pictures will be up on the blog, Instagram, etc. And upon returning, my jasmine plant died from lack of rain while everything else seemed to grow fully. The butterfly weed in the front is amazingly bright orange. The yard grass grew up to 10 inches in spots, and I could barely cut it with the mower. The weeds proliferated while we were gone. The dandelions, the freaking violets and buttercups and wild strawberries in the yard. So I've spent the last two days trying to get back in order with my yard. And all the stuff I planted as seeds have sprouted. So cucumbers, melons, squash different climbing vines. So it was nice. It was nice to be gone, but it's good to be back. I'm enjoying my routine. Next up, we've got the Shad podcast, maybe an interview, and then the Project Healing Waters Two-Fly Tournament. If you have not had time to visit the Project Project Healing Waters website, go there now, phwff.org. Make a contribution, a donation to the Two-Fly Tournament. Let's see how much we can raise on this 11th year. Your funds literally save lives. Your donations will help change someone's life for the better. So if you have a couple dollars to spare, please throw it towards Project Healing Waters. And I want to give one last shout out for my haircut. It was by Notorious Barbershop, 4677, Rue Notre Dame in Montreal, Quebec. Fantastic. Thanks so much for listening to this one. We'll start talking about fish again soon.
3: Thank you for
1: joining us for the Fly Fishing Consultant Podcast. For more information or to contact Rob, please go to com.
3: And if you like the strength of your own, honey, hold out your hands and take it from an old man.
1: Production of Freestone Media at freestone-media.com.
0: Pursuing wild game in wild places. Tuning to Hunt Stand Presents Saturdays at 8:30 p.m. Eastern, Waypoint TV.